BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we are back for another episode of In the Brain Health. This is episode number 238. And we're going to be talking about a very, very dreaded topic today. Girl bosses. <laughs> I did a poll on Twitter and everybody decided this is what they wanted me to talk about. So um, I got a few videos and a few articles pulled up. I wanted to just kind of run through this quick interest and make sure you go all to the links below. You like, subscribe, and share this shit. Look at all the links below for all the good stuff I got going on at commoncrown.com, um, the podcast, Twitter, all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's rock and roll, everybody. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I'm the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And let's go. If you can finish this, you're coming with me. Watch and learn. <laughs> was amazing. Wait, how, how am I supposed to do that? With the power-ups, they give us special abilities. Ugh, really? Go on, eat it. Ugh. Now this has to be a mushroom, because I just hate mushrooms. And, okay, okay. Mm. You should have never got that. Yeah, there it is, and all gone. Oh, oh not cool. Uh. Huh? Oh. Uh. Uh. Whoa, I'm tall. And strong. And you can jump. Oh, I got this. No problem. Sorry, let me get this going. 
You okay? No. It was protecting her. He never did anything to protect us. But his mistress broke half a dozen laws for her. They picked her up. She's being processed right now. I don't think the DA is going to prosecute your dad on his deathbed. Doesn't matter. We'll get judged soon enough. The Tim Tess. Those don't make me like him. I know. You're nothing like him. Come here. Hi, Barbie. That's the moment I shine. Cause every romance shakes and it bends. Don't give a. I absolutely will not bore you with the rest of that. <laughs> but uh, the basic premise that I wanted to get through with those videos was to kind of plant the a loose idea of what the girl boss is now those videos may not have been perfect but uh i think the peach one is probably the most emblematic of what this girl boss ideal right where you have essentially a woman who can do no wrong and who's in charge and has built herself up quote unquote and is just able to do anything that she puts her mind to and then of course as usual the guy is uh homer simpson he's um peter griffin he's complete and total slouch goofball that can't seem to do anything right um this kind of goes to a little bit more of the true nature of men and women as they grow up right where men really have to struggle to become something to become attracted to women because they're not just born with um genetic factors that make them attracted to women um typically they have to earn those um now there obviously are some men that kind of you know, have blessed genetics to be very, very physically attractive, but um, that's not the only thing that makes them attractive to women. Um, and then, of course, the little short right there was uh, just to kind of show once again, you know, the, the name was uh, this Barbie don't need no man. So, you know, just to kind of go back to the whole girl boss ideal. And then um, the reason why I put the scene from the rookie up there, which is actually a very, very good show. And uh, my wife and I are watching it right now is because this scene kind of emblem it kind of epitomizes the idea that the man needs to go to the woman for approval and at the very end there and i didn't really pick up on this the first time but there's all sorts of stuff like this littered throughout the show but this is just kind of one of the things i picked up on is this idea that um once again the man has to seek approval from the woman he looked at lucy it's tim bradford and lucy chen right tim looked at lucy and said the my tim test is in like his basically him messing with her when she was going through like her recruitment into being a cop because they're both police um him basically just giving her tests does not make him an abusive man and then she says i know that was him asking for her permission essentially to you know hey is this okay right because he said those don't make me like him and she looked at him 
or her, sorry. So um, I got a couple articles pulled up. I uh, don't know exactly how long this show is going to go, but uh, you know we'll just kind of rock and roll through. And if the listeners and you wonderful people have any questions, then I will uh, you know pop them up as necessary. So let's do a little share screen here. Um, I'm not going to read through this entire article because it will make you want to gouge your eyes out. Uh, the rise and fall of the quote-unquote girl boss written by Erica Worthen in January 6th, 2022, so not all that long ago. According to Urban Dictionary, girl boss is a term used to describe a woman who is self-made, running their own business, and acting as their own boss. The concept of a girl boss is becoming highly publicized over time through the internet use and social media and women's ability to create online stores and cultivate their own businesses. This term itself sounds great. However, over time, it seems to have been t- it seems to have taken a negative term. It seems girl boss has become a joke at the expense of ambitious women trying to create their own path in the world. Women need to be aware of this timeline and recognize how the phrase meant to empower women can be warped into the butt of the joke. Um, I, I think the reason why this kind of seems kind of crappy, or at least why women might interpret this as being crappy, is because we do live in a gynocentric society today where basically everything is set up to make women feel better about themselves. Um, sometimes at the, and actually a lot of the times at the expense of men. Um, now, this does get thrown around a lot, but I'm sure probably a lot of the people remember there was this whole campaign to like remove the word bossy from everybody's language, right? Well, this is the same kind of deal where girl boss is basically um, telling women they're being bossy as well because, you know, they're ambitious and don't need no man, right? Well, you know, I think anybody with even a quarter of a brain can probably figure out that men and women are kind of meant to be together i mean we're the human species and this is how you know we kind of propagate ourselves but that being said um you know men and women are better together than they are apart so we're gonna have to live with each other for you know the rest of eternity so this division amongst the sexes doesn't always exactly help um the term girl boss was coined by sophia amoruso who began a fast fashion retail site from ebay known as nasty gal in the early 2010s as highlighted in her book hashtag girl boss she built herself an empire and online shopping experience that offered affordable clothing ultimately the company like any has faced challenges and have gone through bankruptcy more than once jesus christ <laughs> however you look up nasty gal today the clothing site is still up and running giving hope that the company is still alive and well um, the question become then becomes, what are the core aspects of a girl boss? Karen Schneider's 2016 blog article says that there are 12 ways to make sure you're becoming a hashtag girl boss, not a mean girl. List is as follows below, and people absolutely love lists. So, um, you know, of course, as soon as you put a list up there, then people just read it and think that that's like your your whole life advice, right? Um, know what you want and how to ask for it. Have ambition. Always set and reevaluate goals uh respect yourself and your body be confident in yourself and your abilities focus on the future not the past be considerate of all people know that your only competition is the reflection in the mirror avoid gossip or bragging know when to be a bitch and know when to be a lady keep private matters private recognize that happens is a choice and it's one you must make every or that happiness jesus i'm sorry recognize that happiness is a choice and it's one you must make every day and support and empower other females um like i said i'm not going to read this entire thing but it's kind of funny how you notice at the very end there they say um notice and empower other females it kind of goes with the saying that we tell women 
to become the best woman that you can be, you know, do what's right for you. And then we tell men to do the right thing. Notice that that little. Of course, leave it to me to uh, have my Internet crash on my own live stream. Um, so as I was saying, I want to pull up a tweet from somebody I actually kind of like because she kind of calls out the bullshit. Um, now, obviously, I don't agree with her on everything, but um, let me do this right here and pull up this tweet right there. Um, <laughs> this is the best way to handle manosphere slash red pill losers. Ladies, remember, only men with small dinglings would get triggered by this meme. Uh, what's your body count? And it has the, I don't know what the hell that woman's supposed to be. How small is your penis? I have every right not to date a whore, and I have every right not to date a man with a small dick. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not triggered by it, as you know, she might say, but it is kind of funny that uh, th there's there's a choice here, right? Where a woman with a high body count is bad. It's a bad bet for your paternity because you know that um, she has been with a lot of guys and that she's going to have issues parabonding and that she may not be a good um, – you know, she may not want to – she may not be very, very loyal because she's had a very, very promiscuous sexual past. and. I like it. <laughs> um, so kind of moving on from there, there was another quote that I wanted to bring up that will kind of help implement or uh, epitomize what I'm going on about here. No, that's the wrong one. Sorry about that. Justin's in here trolling my chat. <laughs> I can't let that in my chat, man. What the hell are you doing? Uh, so when looking for a <laughs> let me see. I'm gonna have to ban user. I cannot take that out of here. That is fucking hilarious. Um, so to the Cheryl Sandberg quote. Uh, when looking for a life partner, my advice to women is to date all of them. Bad boys, the cool boys, commitment phobic boys, the crazy boys, but do not marry them. The things that make the bad boys sexy do not make them a good husbands. Um, when it comes time to settle down, find someone who wants an equal partner, someone who thinks women should be smart, opinionated, and ambitious, someone who values uh, fairness and expects even better and wants to do his share in the home. These men exist, and trust me, in time, nothing is sexier. Yeah. <laughs> clearly um that kind of goes once again back to the whole idea of a girl boss kind of metric where you know she's saying that you should have your choice and you should do what you want and experience all the guys right um that's you know probably bad advice for most women but uh you know this is kind of like the blue pill for women if you will as in they think they can have it all they can you know go ride the cock carousel if you will to put it crudely and um still enjoy the life and the commitment of a good man, which in 2023, they really can, um, you know, after having living a, a relatively promiscuous life. Um, so kind of moving on from there is, uh, I want to read a little bit from one of my favorite authors here. And as everybody knows, I'm a fan of Rolo Tomasi, but um, I'm going to only read a little bit of this from the, or for the stream here. Um, so ladies, you must unlearn that which you've learned. Understand that solipsism is in your mental firmware. 
Um, understand that you've been conditioned to feel that men and any opinion they have are relevant to your being. Men should serve you and be thankful you give them the opportunity to do so. Um, this goes back to, once again, the idea of a girl boss, that men are here to serve you and be subservient to you rather than um, not to necessarily say that a woman should completely comply with a man's, you know, every wish women desire, but she should feel the obligated desire to do so, that she actually wants to make her man happy because she understands it's going to bring her a better life. Um, understand that the social order is predicated on the female experience superseding and being more legitimate than the male experience. Um, once again, when we think about public schools, we think we literally do teach boys like defective girls and we treat boys as such. Um, understand that hypergamy and your innate self-interest are being fed by social order that profits on your self-absorption only discard you when you figure out the game too late in life um you know you look at all the older women <laughs> they still prop them up though and i mean i would kind of disagree with rollo here is that um you know we still see women that are well past their prime in their 60s 70s um on the front covers of magazines being promoted as being these leaders and oh these boss babes and look they can do what they want and they think that they can still have it all even when they're older um, understand there are social conventions established at every phase of your life to explain why why you aren't living the life of a strong independence um that narrative conditioned you for since uh i'm sorry i completely butchered that um understand that there are social conventions established at every phase of your life to explain away why you aren't living the life of strong independence that narrative conditioned you for since the age you started watching disney princess movies most importantly female reader understand it's okay you should want to do something for the expressed pleasure of a man it's okay to appreciate masculine for the sake of it this is number one thing you have to unlearn men and women are different our natures complement or are compliments to each other but we are not equals and it should be the source of pleasure for you to appreciate and enjoy those differences absolutely i completely agree with that part in the end there um now kind of to the whole idea of genuine desires that basically you would want a woman who submits to you because she wants to do that you don't want somebody that you have to negotiate things with a good relationship really should be effortless but this whole girl boss narrative basically puts that aside and tells women that they should kind of just do whatever they want i mean this is kind of like this whole narrative where you hear women say that oh men are scared of strong women no we're not scared of strong women we think you're a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> we don't want anything to do with you. Um, but guys will still, you know, chase, you know, throw good money after bad and go chase women till the end of the day. Um, if they think they can get some tail, even if the woman is completely unpleasant, as long as you're attractive, you know, and you give us a when and where <laughs> there, we don't care. But that's you know, kind of what women are told is that they should be, you know, boss babes. You can do everything a man could do. You don't need a man anymore to do any of this stuff. But once again, to a point earlier, is that we are um, innate compliments to one another because we're going to evolve as species together and, you know, once again, way better together than we are apart. Um, if you find somebody that you can work with, then they should make your life better. They shouldn't make it worse because this is kind of how we've moved along throughout time, right? So another article I kind of wanted to get to that kind of details out what's on the horizon here. Let me add this back to the stream and share this tab instead. Um, everybody's heard this talked about a lot, I'm sure. Um, the Rise of the She Economy, written back in September 23rd of 2019. Um, media and social focus on gender diversity, the male-female wage gap, and women's role in the workplace has rightly been a key topic in 2019. Corporates and investors are paying attention. 
Progress on gender and or gender equality, the male-female wage gap, and women's role in the workplace has rightly been a key focus in culture and media throughout 2019, particularly the positive linkage between gender, diversity, and economics. For women, these public discussions have set the stage for greater equality in areas like education, professional advancement, income growth, and consumer. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Um, I did a podcast earlier on, I want to say maybe episode 90 or something like that, where I called it the most sexist podcast in the world. And what people don't realize is that women control a majority of the spending power. I detailed some of this out in that podcast. Um, women control the majority of the spending. They do a majority of the spending and they hold a majority of the debt as well, while men earn and produce a majority of the income and net profit. So. Um, for corporates and investors that embrace these trends, there are numerous benefits from more nuanced corporate governance and performance to bottom line growth. Huh, apologies. Uh, a recent study, uh, a recent duo of reports from Morgan Stanley Research approaches this theme from two angles. First, how a growing population of prime working age women in the U.S., many single and career focused, will have greater representation in the labor force, help boost wages, create potentially large tailwinds in a number of consumer product categories. Um, to that point right there, you got to kind of think about, you know, <laughs> going to a mall, right? Go into any mall in America and see what the hell, you know, what all targeted to. They're all tailored towards women and they're all geared towards selling, um, women stuff. Oh man, look at this. There we go. One second here. Um, every single store in women or in a mall is going to be geared towards um, selling something to women because if they can, you know, they know that men do a majority of the um, men do a majority of the earning, but women do a majority of the spending. So let me get back here. Um, in a second report, the quantitative equity research team, Jesus Christ, that is a loaded freaking term, um, shares a proprietary most gender diverse company or proprietary framework to help investors identify the most gender diverse companies, which tend to be larger, have better stock returns and skew toward lower volatility. Um, and that would probably be because they have a larger workforce with more people able to do more work. Um, combined, the two reports lay out the case that in the coming years, women are positioned to drive the economic conversation from both the inside as a workforce propelling better company performance and outside as consumers powering discretionary spending and GDP. Um, I was reading an article, but I did not want to go too, too far into the weeds on it, where basically women want a man who makes 58% more than they do. Um, I've heard that platitude thrown around a lot. And then I finally found the article that basically details that out. So um, people could say that women are looking for their equal partner as you know, Sheryl Sandberg said in that quote earlier, but uh, they're not really looking for their equal partner. They're looking for a man who makes more than they do because a woman doesn't want a man who's her equal. A woman wants a man that, you know, she genuinely desires who is better than her in sexual market value because 
by nature, women are hypergamous. Women want the better deal. That's just the way it is. Uh, so anyways, uh, sizing the U.S. gender wage gap, while more women have risen to increase levels of power in recent years, the needle has further moved uh, move, has further to move on compensation equality with their male peers. In 1980, women earned 64 cents for every dollar that men made, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Today, the gap has shrunk to between 77 and 85 cents of every dollar. While 23 of the cents on the dollar is still considerable, the underlying issues have shifted somewhat, with some factors like educational inequality improving, and others like family caregiving responsibilities beginning to move in the right direction. Um, it's kind of funny that they say move in the right direction. Um, it just depends on how you look at that. But only that, women don't really work as hard. On average, women are not as smart as you know the smarter men. Where it is a bell curve distribution, where you have a lot of dumb men, you have a lot of men right in the middle, or you have fewer men right in the middle, but then you have a lot of men on the smarter side, right? Whereas women just kind of gross out right in the middle there. I mean, that's why you really don't see many women CEOs, women working long hours like men do. It's just not in their, you know. And they're hardware, essentially. They're not programmed from birth to do it, speaking roughly. Uh, so in the past... Oh, and you know what? I also want to bring up about education. Um, when we're getting into college and universities at a higher rate than men, I'm pretty sure, and they're actually graduating more than men as well. So this idea that there's some kind of like inequality between men and women when it comes to getting into universities, that's that's ridiculous. Um, that that's not an issue anymore at all. Uh, in the past, edu sorry, in the past, education or lower-paying occupational choices largely drove the pay gap. Um, today, motherhood is by far the largest contributor to the wage gap, since women who become mothers often choose to stop working or work fewer hours. In the coming years, another demographic trend could help further close the pay gap in the U.S. The rising ranks of single wor working women, based on consensus. Uh, Bureau historical data, Morgan Stanley forecasts that 45% of prime working age women, 25 to 44, will be single by 2030, the largest share in history, up from 41% in 2018. So you can see this graph here. And uh, yeah, I mean, that is a freaking doozy to have a, you know, a large minority of women single and childless by the time they're... Um, in the age of 25 to 44, that's typically when women would settle down and get married and have kids. But uh, I think it's largely because of this, not only the girl boss narrative, but also that um, because women are earning more and more and more, they're beginning to see men as more and more super, or superfluous, where they don't need a man anymore. They want a man, but they don't need a man like they used to anymore. So um, finding an economically attractive mate is going to be a lot more difficult. Um, just because they're not there anymore where women are working the same jobs, maybe the same hours and doing a lot of the same stuff. Um, they just no longer need a guy that, um, you know, makes the same as them because now they're kind of on par and they have maternity leave. And also we can't forget the fact that we live in a global, a globalized sexual marketplace where women have the perception that they have access to much more than they actually do, but the perception is still there. So they still believe they have access to all these resources, people, time, you name it, they have access to it. Or at least they have the perception that they do. Um, so continuing on here, what's driving this trend for starters? Most more women are delaying marriage, choosing to stay single or divorcing in their 50s and 60s. Women are also delaying childbirth or having fewer children than in the past. Um, 
These shifting lifestyle norms are enabling more women with or without children to work full-time, which should continue to raise the labor force participation rate among single females, um, says Zentner. Rising labor force participation rates should put upward pressure on women's wages and help increase overall consumer spending. Well, yeah, when you have more women in the workforce and more women doing things, then eventually they're going to, you know, they're going to spend that money. <laughs> they're not going to save it. I mean, our interest rates don't really complement us saving money anyway, so... Oh, uh, the female to male ratio of labor force participation, sorry, uh, has increased dramatically since 1990, uh, though it has stabilized where you see um, about eight. That would pretty much be for every five men, there are four women working, where in 2018, the female to male labor force participation rate is 82.17%. Um, women control more purse strings. As it stands, women already control a large share of the U.S. consumer wallet. Let's get into what I was saying earlier. Um, they contribute an estimated $7 trillion to the U.S. gross domestic product per year, according to the Center for American Progress and our principal shoppers in 72% of households. According to consumer surveys conducted by MRI Simmons, meanwhile, women are earning bachelor's degrees at a higher rate than men. They're the primary bed breadwinner for nearly 30% of married households and nearly 40% of the total U S households. Um, I think I did a little bit of this when I talked about, um, when I went down to Florida for my wedding that uh, I think more and more men are going to have to settle with pretty atrocious women from being honest, because, uh, the women who are a little bit higher in sexual market value, they just don't see those guys anymore. Right. And I think this is just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse where you have only fans where women can make money without a man for just, you know, using their primary sexual, their primary form of sexual agency to get clicks and eyes and money. So, uh, because women now contribute significantly more to household income than previous generations and remain the primary shopper for most households. Their influence has grown in nature and degree, says U.S. retail equity analyst Lauren Cassell. Uh, this is true whether women are single or married, she adds. Though spending decisions do vary by relationship status, we find that single women outspend the average household, shifting spending profiles towards categories most poised to benefit demographic growth in single women with rising incomes. If single outspent average U.S. households on a person or per person adjusted basis in several key categories. This is kind of a, a neat, um, neat little graph here where they just kind of detail out um, how men and women kind of spend their money. Personal care, obviously, women spend a whole lot. Single men, so single men spend way more on personal care, which I kind of doubt that. Um, it likely could just be because um, men earn more, so therefore they spend more. There's this idea of uh, household creep, or I, lifestyle creep, I apologize. Um, yeah. People purchase women spend more on vehicles. That actually is pretty interesting to me. Um, the trend is set to boost segments of the economy where single women historically spend more, including apparel and footwear. Uh, personal care, food away from home, luxury, and electric automobiles. For a specific sector and company outlook, ask your Morgan Stanley representative for the full report, the rise of the she economy. Uh, women in global leadership. Uh, only man, <laughs> so I'm starting two other companies, Uber Skeets and the Dad Bod Donuts. drive through coffee, donuts, stand, capitalizes trend. Investors could be you. Beautiful. Uh, I always made the joke that I wanted to start a plus-size men's uh, magazine. I don't think any women buy it, but uh, 
It's a hell of an idea, right? I mean, women are allowed to be fat slobs, and you could be uh, Tess Holiday on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated or whatever the hell it was. Why can't we do it? <laughs> uh, the improvement in economic status may also come in part thanks to increasing influence globally in both politics and business. Today, women make up nearly 25% of the U.S. Congress compared to just 2% in 1970. In the business world, more women than ever are serving as CEOs, board members, and other high-profile positions at top companies. Um, the reason why women don't typically do these kind of jobs is because it's not in their nature. You know, men have 17 times the testosterone that women do. Therefore, it makes them more aggressive and more likely to kind of argue and fight for what they want in the world. Uh, women don't have that same grit. I mean, in women who are like that, she, you know, <laughs> girl bosses aren't typically very pleasant women, as I was kind of saying earlier. Um, since 2010, the percentage of, oh, I'm sorry. While the relationship between the timing and pace of these gains is unclear, the trend does indicate shifting attitudes and norms surrounding women in leadership positions. Um, since 2010, the percentage of women executives increased across all developed regions with the largest gains in Asia, excluding Japan, with a doubling of participation since 2010. North America and Europe are at, a similar, or are at similar levels, 15% each, both up from 2010. Women have also notched increases in board representation in developed regions, increasing more, by more than 50% over the same period. Um, the part of the reason why this is, is once again, because women are told that they can do everything that a man can do. And, um, the reason why they're so represented is because, um, a lot of companies realize that that is market share. If you can pander to women, then typically the husbands will open up the wallet or the women will spend the money from the husband's wallet. Uh, this is good news for women or good news. This good news for women is also good news for business. I completely butchered that. Uh, a growing body of research demonstrates that gender-diverse firms benefit from the experiences and insights that women bring, which can translate into better investment and outcomes and returns. Sorry. Um, our analysis shows that globally, companies have taken a holistic approach towards equal representation, um, have outperformed their less diverse peers by 3.1% per year over the past eight years. Um, firms that employ higher gender diversity based on the HER score have outperformed less diverse peers. Interesting. But I mean, this is probably just because they have more workers overall. Um, once again, once those women have kids, they're going to be out of the workforce for a period of time. So, you know, that's that's lost productivity right there. Um, gauging gender diversity is more nuanced than simply looking at percentage of female workers. To get a more accurate read, the quantitative research team worked with sustainability research team to develop a global framework that helps investors identify, identify the most gender diverse companies. This holistic equal representation score, that's funny, of course, it would be hers, looks at gender diversity from many angles, including the percentage of women who are board members, executives, managers, and employees. It also takes into account the... Um, industry-specific biases and regional differences. Broadly speaking, companies with a higher HERS score tend to be larger organizations and have higher uh, dividend yields, finds Nolan. Um, they also exhibit slightly lower volatility and exposure to risk. Yet there are some more important variations. North American companies that rank high in HERS tend to offer higher return on equity, while European nation companies tend to have lower return on um, ROEs. Whatever the hell that means. Um, you know, this idea that just because they have more women means that they get, you know, overall more growth, once again, is because they have more people, but also the idea that um, you would kind of have to think that men are more willing to take risk because, once again, this is just more in our nature where women are looking for comfort, security, shit like that. 
Um, so right here, stocks companies that rank highly on hers have outperformed over the last eight years across regions. Won't go through all that data in that chart there. Um, even in the face of industry-related and regional differences, the trend line is clear. Over the past eight years, stocks in more diverse companies have outperformed their benchmarks across MSCI developed regions, even after controlling for size, yield, profitability, and risk. Um, whether gender diversity drives better performance or is a reflection of forward-thinking companies, the relationship is likely to become more pervasive as women play increasingly more prominent roles in the workplace and, in turn, the global economy. The rest of the she economy, everybody. That is that. Um, probably a little bit of a shorter show today. Um, not really too too much going on, but um, make sure you tune back into this channel because I'm going to be going live with Brandy and Ryan once again. Um, at I think eight thirty, eight fifteen, something like that, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about some of this stuff. Um, I've been digging pretty hard into it. I've been a little bit busy lately, but uh, life is good. I hope everybody out there listening. I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. I hope life is going very, very well for you. And I hope this week has been even better. Um, still settling in. I think I lost most of my tan from Ocean City. <laughs> uh, I was rocking the Donald Trump orange there for a little bit, but you know, what are you going to do? So, um, yeah, if the listeners don't got anything else, I will close her out. Um, once again, you guys can find me. You know, you know who I am. You know what I'm doing. Uh, stop that screen there. Cool. Um, couple shows coming up here for a common crown here in pennsylvania if you're anywhere near feel free to stop by and we'll do a shot or something like that what's up hey thanks for joining very very glad to see you i hope you are going to be going over to the stream here in a little bit i will be sharing this to my channel and probably to my twitch as well um i don't really do much on twitch but you know it's cool that people are stopping by over here and hopefully that audience continues to grow over there so uh yeah a couple shows coming up uh slam and sam's oh wish i had it off the top of my head actually i have it on my phone some of my phones right here we've been laying a little bit low but you know we put out our single heartless back in july okay Saturday, September 30th, Slam and Sam's Johnstown. So feel free, everybody, come out, hang out. If you're listening to this, uh, if it's past that, then okay, whatever. Um, Saturday, October 14th, uh, the series Shriners in Cheswick. And then Saturday, October 28th, Woodpeckers in New Ken. Um, all those places are close to me. So I don't know. If you feel like getting adventurous, fly out here and come see a common crown. You probably won't do that, and that's understandable. Um, but yeah, if you were local and in the area, feel free to come and hang out. But yeah, if you guys have got any questions, I will close it, her out. Make sure you go um, come back to this channel, please, to uh, hang out with Brandy, Ryan, and I. Um, everybody seemed to really, really like the show, um, Cognitive Vigilance. Um, I have some cool shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm starting to book guests more often. I usually do these live streams just to kind of like shoot the shit with everybody and just go over some stuff that's on my mind. <laughs> uh so yeah the next two weeks is going to be some cool shows coming up and like i said i'm starting to schedule guests again i have a couple ideas of people that i'd like to get back on and if anybody has any uh people that like me to interview then feel free to shoot me a message on twitter um but yeah i think that's going to be it guys thank you so much for hanging out and until next time take care 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.